United. Here at True Heart, confess our sins and Godfather, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to your name my sin. Father and the Holy Ghost, 
heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again in glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who is spoken by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That portion of God's Word which we consider this morning, the Holy Spirit caused the Apostle Paul to write for our comfort and our learning, uh, the epistle which we read again in Jesus' name. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord. He made straight the way of the Lord by preaching repentance and baptizing. He confessed, that he, he confessed who he was to the Pharisees when they sent people to ask him, and he confessed who Jesus is. And it is in confessing who we are and who Jesus is that we have the joy which is always, which remains even in the darkest hours our hearts have seen, that our dear God and Savior would open our hearts to receive again this joy so that we might love our neighbor and be at peace with ourselves let us pray with humble and true hearts. Stir up, O Lord, we beseech thee thy power, and come and help us with thy great might, that by thy grace whatsoever is hindered by our sins may be speedily accomplished through thy mercy and satisfaction. Who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Paul teaches us to rejoice in the Lord always, to let our gentleness be known to everyone, and to pray. He teaches us how we should treat God, how we should treat our neighbor, and how we are to be at peace with ourselves, how, should we, how we should treat ourselves. We rejoice in God, we love our neighbor, and we are at peace with ourselves. We cannot love our neighbor or be at peace with ourselves unless we have joy in the Lord. There is no love for man when our conscience can't rejoice in the Lord. There is no peace with ourselves when we are not at peace with God. The joy that we need is the confidence that God is on our side. But this is a tall order for sinners. We have the accusations of the law and its demands around us. And by ourselves, we can't manufacture this joy in God. It's like that song they taught us in Sunday school. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Sorry, Kevin put it in my mind last night when we were spraying the ice rink. So it's his fault that you guys have to hear that. Can't just make it happen. Like that song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Okay. All of the Christmas parties, presents, even the family, the sentimental and nostalgic feelings of the season and holiday cheer can't give us this joy. This joy is something that comes from outside of us, but it needs to be in us. The joy that John the Baptist knew in hearing Jesus. Listen to what John the Baptist told his disciples in John 3, when they told, them, when they told him that Jesus' disciples were baptizing just as John and his disciples had been doing, as if that were perhaps a bad thing. John says, He who has the bride is the bridegroom. That's Jesus. But the friend of the bridegroom, that's John, who stands and hears him, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, the joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. 
And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies. And no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. John's joy was fulfilled because Jesus was speaking and doing what God sent him. John's joy was not in what he did, but in what Jesus did and said. Everything that Jesus did could only point to Jesus, everything that John did could only point to Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Everything that John did could only humble himself further and exalt Jesus higher. We need to know who we are before we can rejoice in the Lord. Who exactly are we to rejoice in the Lord? We cannot rejoice without faith in him. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, a fruit of faith. And so to prepare our hearts, we need to recognize that we need him. The way of the Lord is straight into our hearts, out of which come evil thoughts and every sin under the sun. We are not worthy to stoop down and untie the Lord's shoes. I am not the Christ. I am not my own Savior. I am not the source of my own joy. That is John the Baptist's confession of himself. Jesus calls John a burning and shining light. The light was the word that he preached. He preached that we need to repent. If we are to receive the greater light, the light that lightens everyone who comes into the world, the light of the gospel, if we are to see the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, then we need to let the light of John's words shine into the caverns and recesses of our hearts. Light the lamp and look inside. Shine the Ten Commandments into your soul. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall trust only in me. You should love me above everything else. I am the source of all love and life. Love me. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Use my name. Pray to me. Call upon it in every trouble. Pray, praise, and give thanks. Listen to me. Desire to hear no one more than you desire to hear me. Honor my word. Place it above every other need you have in life. Honor your father and your mother, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. That means from your heart you do not resent the authority that I place above you. From your heart you gladly take punishment, correction, and even humiliation, so that you might show your, your honor and trust in me. You shall not murder. It means that you shall not hold a grudge. You shall not hate in your heart, Cain did. You shall not hold vengeance in your plans. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall not commit adultery. It means you shall not let sin and lust reign in your mortal body. <clears throat> you shall not use your body for what I did not make it to be made for, to, be, to make it to be used for. But you shall cling to your wife or your husband, and only to him or her, and be satisfied with what I have given you. You shall not steal. You shall not love money. You shall love me. You shall not love money. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall not be greedy. You shall be content with what I have given you. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor, 
shall value you, his reputation as much as you value your own. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall not repeat gossip if it harms your neighbor. Confront him if he has sinned. Love your neighbor as yourself. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. You shall not scheme to get your neighbor's inheritance or house or get it by a show of right and not entice or force away your neighbor's wife and workers. You shall fear and love me so that you may not love yourself more than your neighbor. Shine the Ten Commandments into your soul. Listen to God's demands of love from you for him and for your neighbor. Look at what the law threatens. I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. It is terrifying. Who wants to have his nakedness exposed? Wouldn't we rather hide in the bushes with Adam and sow our own fig leaves together rather than walk into the light and have it show who we are? We say we have fellowship with him. We walk in dark and walk in darkness. We lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive, our, uh, forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let the lamp shine in your heart. Do not walk in darkness. Close your sins. Confess them to God. Repent. Bring them into the light for you to see what he already sees. Spill your tears to wash the dirty corners and crevices of your conscience. Show God your real sorrow, what really robs you of joy. It isn't a bad relationship on earth. It isn't what others have done to you. It isn't bad health or a lack of money. It isn't friends who aren't your friends anymore. It isn't family who's betrayed you. It is your sin. It is the darkness that the devil, the world, and your flesh are constantly trying to engulf you in, distracting you with little lights that are too quickly extinguished to give you any lasting joy. Prepare the way of the Lord. Bring your sin into the light because Jesus comes to clean you. His way is straight to your sin and shame and sorrow. <clears throat> he does not come to harm you. He comes to save you. He does not come to take vengeance on you or to punish you, but to tread the winepress of God's vengeance alone. The punishment of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Whoever believes in him has eternal life. Why? Because he brought it when he became a man in the womb of the Blessed Virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit. He earned it, this eternal life, by living, by loving God and man in our place, by taking our place under the law. He gives eternal life because he gave his life on the cross. When he saw all of the sins of which you are ashamed, and there is nothing you can find in your conscience, in your life, in your doubts, in your worries, in your anxieties, in your fears, in your sorrows, that he did not surely carry. He did not leave any sin behind in his way. So throw it all before him for him to take from you. Walk in the light and you will see the light shining forgiveness and mercy to every poor sinner on earth. He is faithful and just to do it. When we keep silent, when we cover our sin, then it happens to each of us as David says. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. 
We are holding on to sin, to wickedness when we don't repent, so that we don't know where to go or where to flee to. It is, as Solomon says, we become so frightened, the wicked flee when no one pursues. And as David moans, deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves and billows have gone over me. For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. That is the experience of a conscience that is suffering because of sin. But it is precisely to such a conscience that the way of the Lord leads to. He is not afraid of your sin. The same God you are afraid of, whose judgments are deeper than you can fathom, whose law is pure and holy, but you are carnal, sold under sin. The God of Sinai, who knows every secret and shame of your life, it is he who comes into this world to save sinners. This is a faithful saying. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins. That is the sacrifice to remove God's anger, all of the threats, all of the guilt that we feel. The propitiation means it is removed. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. This means he has satisfied God's anger against sinners, against you. And he is the God who is offended, but see how he bears it. He says, the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. There is no guilt that weighs on you, no fear of your sin's consequences, no dread of death or judgment that Jesus did not bear for you in your place so that you might have joy in him. Because when he has removed all of this reason for your sorrow, which is your sin, then there is nothing left but pure joy and inexpressible hope for glory. He turns tears of sorrow to tears of joy. He takes the cause of sadness into his own body and dies and leaves your sins in Joseph's tomb and rises with nothing but joy and life and righteousness and forever fresh flesh for you. And he gives it freely. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son. So if you don't feel this joy in your life, you must flee to such passages and cling to them and wash your conscience in them. And any dark, scary closet in your life, you bring this light into that closet and you shine it there and watch Jesus dispel the devil and all of your doubts because this is true. This is most certainly true. This joy is real. It isn't manufactured by men's vain hopes. It, is something that, it isn't something that changes. <clears throat> it is true before you believe it. Believe it. There is no true repentance without embracing this Christ child who comes to save sinners. And all joy comes in believing in him. Listen to John to the preacher who confesses his own unworthiness, but at the same time rejoices to confess Christ. That you are a sinner makes no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified, declared righteous, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now I want you to understand that this joy isn't something, isn't waiting for something to happen to you before it's real. This is a very important point. It is full and free before you believe it. You have it when you believe it, but it is already there for you to claim for every sinner, every hour of every day, everywhere to say, this is mine. I was reading the news this morning, 
And for some reason, I went to Fox News. Breitbart was getting boring or something like that. And I saw an article on Christian hymns or Christmas hymns. And so I clicked on that because I wanted to see what theology was being promoted by the mass media. <clears throat> this is a portion of what I read. The song begins with, Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. That last statement, God and sinners reconciled, reflects what Jesus was born to do and heralded for all mankind. It's great. Humanity can now be reconciled with God because God chose to send his son to us as a gift, creating a chance for our relationship with him to be reconciled. That doesn't even make grammatical sense, all right? A chance for our relationship with him to be reconciled. <clears throat> it's not the relationship that needs to be reconciled, it's us. We sin, but we can be redeemed through God's grace. That is what makes Christianity what it is. No, it's not. Humanity can now be reconciled with God. He created a chance for our relationship. We can be redeemed. There is absolutely no certainty in this whatsoever. Even the Wesleys who wrote that hymn had a better understanding than this woman does. Everything depends on our doing something. She even says we can be redeemed, as if Jesus hasn't shed his blood and brought me back from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil. How sad. In her effort to spread Christmas joy, she robs us of all joy by telling us that there is only a chance of it. No, it is no chance. It is here. He has come. His name is not God might be with us, but God with us. His name is not the Lord might save, but the Lord saves. His name is not the Lord can be our righteousness, but the Lord our righteousness. It's true. It's true before you believe it. Rejoice in the Lord always because it is always true that Jesus was born for you, lived for you, suffered for you, died for you, and won for you forgiveness, the favor of God, and peace with him. This is a joy that comes precisely when we have none, when we can't prepare our hearts enough, but are finding ever more and more sins in our lives and our consciences ever more threats from the world and temptations, ever more doubts from the devil. But this is a joy that remains when the world's joys have faded back into their shallow ditches and our flesh has no pleasure in life, but we have pleasure in him whose pleasure it is to forgive us and raise us up from the dead and make us saints and convince us of what we can't convince ourselves of. For if our heart condemns us, John says, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Again, I will say, rejoice. He knows you and he loves you. And he gives you that joy which remains in death itself. Because Jesus rose from the dead and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We treat God as our joy. Because he treats us as his children and adopts us as his own and covers our sins with Christ's righteousness and forgives us and cleanses us and promises to guide us through the valley of the shadow of death and into eternal life. And so we have this joy. We have it all. We have it by faith. So we let our gentleness be known to all because the Lord is at hand. We expect him to come. We know that Jesus is coming back and we look forward to it. We don't need justice from our neighbor. We have righteousness before God. 
The worldlings, those who do not have the joy of Christ, need their pound of flesh. They need what their neighbor owes them. They are anxious whenever their little earthly joys are disturbed or insulted. It's all they have. They are offended when they are not recognized for their righteousness because it's the only righteousness they trust in. They are angry when they do not get what they want. But the Christian has what he desires. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none on earth that I desire besides you. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my life and my portion forever. The Christian always has this joy, even if he doesn't feel it. There is nothing that this world can give you that you do not have better in Christ by faith and soon by sight. Now the word for gentleness here is moderation or fairness or forbearance. Reasonableness is an awful translation. It kind of gets at it. But it means not being overly righteous, but being merciful, kind, and gentle. Moderation is all right, but generally when we talk about moderation, we're talking about moderation in food or drink or something like that. Now why should we be merciful and kind and gentle Why? Because the Lord, our joy, is at hand. He is coming soon to give us more than whatever people are fighting about here on earth. This is why James says, mercy triumphs over judgment. What beautiful words. We have this mercy. It is the light that shines on us and does not expose our sins, but instead scatters the darkness of our hearts and shines faith and hope in us. us. We see Christ by faith and rejoice in him. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let this light shine in your life. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Show mercy as your Father in heaven is merciful. Pray for those who have harmed you, who persecute you. Those who have hurt you, forgive from your heart, from that place where God has kindled faith in you. There is nothing that can be taken from you or that has been taken from you Call it joy, call it dignity, call it anything that will not be restored 100-fold by your faithful Savior. Those who have hurt you need the grace of God that you have, when you, that, that, that you have, that was given to you when you had no joy, but you have this joy. It animates your whole life. But life has its worries. And the joy that pervades throughout our lives is often hampered by all the things around us and the concerns that come up. We hold this treasure in earthen vessels and jars of clay. But this joy is not just some theological topic of discussion that is separate from the rest of our lives and we better go sort out everything else. No, it is the lamp of your life. This joy shines on everything about you. Be anxious about nothing. This means everything in everything. Pray to God. When you are anxious about having enough, pour it out to God in prayer. When you worry about your sins or your children's sins, pray to him with thanksgiving because he has commanded you to pray and has promised to answer you. It is when we do the word, and are not hearers only, but when we do the word, when we bring the certainty of our salvation to words, as John the Baptist did, that God governs our minds with a peace that surpasses our understanding. We are anxious about what we don't understand. What are the things you worry about? You think God doesn't know them? You don't understand. The Lord does. He knows. 
We don't know the depth of our sin, but he does, and he still forgives every one of those sins. He will give us everything we need for this life. He will not abandon us or forsake us when he permanently joined our flesh and blood to be with us forever. So we pray. We treat ourselves with the peace that surpasses our own understanding. We pray to God and let him worry about us. We rejoice in the Lord always. This peace keeps our hearts and minds in Christ because our hearts and minds are pouring every worry and sorrow into his wounds to be washed away. And that is how we prepare our hearts. We ask Jesus to come to us. And Jesus prepares our hearts every day by calling us to our baptism, where we are clothed in him. He tells us every day, put me on again. Do you feel dirty? Put me on. Are you afraid? Put me on. Are you worried? Put me on. He tells us that we don't belong to our sins, but to him. He tells us that we don't belong to the world, but to him. He tells us that our worries are his to take care of. He tells us that we don't need justice from our neighbor because we have justice and righteousness from him. He tells us that our sorrow cannot be greater than his joy that pierced through the grave and now fills heaven and earth. points us poor, lowly sinners to where he came for us 2,000 years ago. The angels were singing with joy. Heavens were filled with the multitude of the heavenly host. He tells us, come to a manger, a feeding trough, to weak, poor flesh and blood like ours, but he is the mighty God and the Prince of Peace and the source of a joy that overcomes doubt and unbelief and teaches us that joy which no man can take from us. It is a joy that lasts forever. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus. Almighty and everlasting God, who art worthy to be held in reverence by all the children of men, God, give me most humble and hearty thanks for the innumerable blessings, temporal and spiritual, which without any merit or worthiness on our part, thou hast bestowed upon us. We praise thee especially that thou hast preserved unto us in their purity thy saving word and the holy sacraments of thy house. And we beseech thee, O Lord, to preserve and extend thy kingdom of grace and to grant unto thy holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and faithful pastors who shall preach thy word with power. And help all who hear rightly to understand and truly to believe it. Send forth laborers into thy harvest and open the door of faith unto all the heathen and unto the people of Israel. And mercy, remember the enemies of thy church, and grant them unto them repentance unto life. Be thou the protector and defender of thy people in all time of tribulation and danger. And may we, in communion with thy church and in brotherly unity with all our fellow Christians, fight the good fight of faith, and in the end, receive the salvation of our souls. Show thy grace upon all the nations of the earth, especially to be entreat thee to bless our land and its inhabitants of all who are in authority. Cause thy glory to dwell among us, and let mercy and truth, righteousness and peace everywhere prevail. To this end we commend to thy care all our families and our schools, and pray thee to make them nurseries of useful knowledge and Christian virtues, that they may bring forth the wholesome fruits of life. Graciously defend us from all calamities by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine, Protect and prosper everyone in his appropriate calling, and cause all useful arts to flourish among us. Be thou the God and Father of the widow and the fatherless children, the helper of the sick and the needy, and the comforter of the forsaken and distressed. Accept we our bodies and souls, our hearts and minds, our talents and powers, together with the offerings we bring before thee, which is our reasonable service. I humbly ask you to send your holy angels to guide and guard all those who travel during the Christmas season. Grant that their homecomings may be joyful, that they may rejoice in the birth of your Son into the flesh, and grow day by day in grace and holiness. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the work to come, for the world to come. Doing the work thou hast given us to do while it is day, before the night cometh when no man can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by thy power, and receive us into thine everlasting kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee of the Holy Ghost, ever and ever. Amen. Jesus Christ our Lord, who 
wait on the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and calling sinners to repentance, that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying,
thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by our Holy Spirit, by being enabled constantly to serve you. Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever.
more to be creepy, more of this happy morning. Yes. So if you want to see what company is faithful. Uh, another thing too is uh, I really encourage you, young adults, um, if you're going to go to the Aaron Barrel. If you're married, um, there, there are posters out there. I'll send it to you older because you've got to support the Lutheran sort of stuff. I mean, Lord David has an admission movie is going to be in Domain, back to the city. And uh, he's going to be opening devotion. It's one of the best devotions I've ever read in my life. And I, uh, so read that. All right, any other announcements?